your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 317 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. The Rangers, of course, coming off of what can best be described as just a crazy win, 5-3 to against the Sabres last night. A little bit of ups and downs as this game unfolded. They had a shaky start to the third period. We're going to talk about all that in just a second. But one thing that stood out for me as far as, you know, what caused the Rangers to win this game, the guys who were supposed to lead the way for this New York Ranger team indeed led the way last night. I mean, we can run through the stats really quick here. Artemi Panarin comes up with three assists. Ryan Strom comes up with a pair of assists. You've got Chris Kreider scoring twice. You've got Capo Caco scoring twice. And Caco's obviously been slumping lately. In fact, he went 19 games without scoring a goal at all. But when you come into the season, you're looking at, okay, who are going to be the heavy hitters for the Rangers? Who are the guys that are going to lead the way? Who are the guys that are going to take a step forward? Uh, Capo Caco fits all of those descriptions. And so it was really nice to see him break out of his slump last night. He also put six shots on goal. But again, the guys that are supposed to lead the way, they indeed did that for the Rainers to just continue here and kind of wrap it up. Pavel Buchnevich with an assist. Mika Zibanejad with an assist. Mika really starting to find his game at this point. He once again won an offensive zone draw that led directly to a goal. So we'll talk about that as well. And then, of course, Adam Fox, the guy that you just you put him in the lineup and you don't think about it. He's just going to play tremendous hockey. He comes up with a goal and two assists in this game. Uh, just another fantastic performance for Adam Fox. Another really strong performance for Keith Kincaid as well, uh, keeping the Rangers in this game and getting another win. Let me just say, and I'd be curious to know if you guys agree with this or not, I think it's a lot more fun watching the Rangers play on the road against the Washington Capitals than it is to see them playing at home against the Buffalo Sabres. And here's why. The Rangers, you know, they hit the road. The Capitals are on fire. They have that two-game set against the Caps on Friday and Saturday. The Caps going into the Friday night game had won six in a row. They had won nine out of ten. And then, of course, they beat the Rangers on that night. They kind of steal that game from the Rangers. And then on Saturday, again, you're dealing with a team. You're on the road. You're in their barn. The Caps have won seven in a row. They've now won 10 out of 11. To me, that situation is kind of like a challenge to be embraced if you're the Rangers. We're going in. We're playing a team that's been our rival for so many years. They're on fire right now. They're firing on all cylinders. They've got all these superstar players on their team, a lot of them having very strong seasons. That is a challenge to be embraced. When you're playing at home against a Buffalo Sabres team that has lost 13 in a row, and I realize two of those were in overtime, but it really doesn't matter. They had lost 13 in a row. That's the bottom line. It's basically like, okay... Don't screw this up. I mean, that's really what it feels like going into this game. You do not want to lose to this Buffalo Sabres team that has dropped 13 in a row. And people, you know, they they look at that and, oh, well, you know, the Rangers, they're just going to roll. This team's lost 13 in a row. Look, the Sabres, they're still a professional hockey team. They're still an NHL hockey team. And sooner or later, they're going to win a game. I mean, they're not going to go the rest of the season and just lose however many games are left on the schedule. Believe it or not, sooner or later, the Buffalo Sabres are going to win another game. And if you believe in do... I mean, after 13 straight losses, even a bad team is due to get a win. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just a stressful watch last night because, of course, you know, the first period, I thought the Rangers had the better of play, but not by a 
drastic amount, and they had nothing to show for it when the first period was ending. Uh, the game was still scoreless at that point. And then, of course, the Rangers fall behind one to nothing. They come storming back in the second period. I, I'd say the last 15 minutes of that second period, the Rangers were basically skating circles around the Sabres. They go into the third period with a two-goal lead, feeling pretty good, looking like they're about to bury this team. And instead, what happens? The Sabres get two goals in the first couple of minutes. And it's just stressful at that point because it's like, man, like, don't throw this away. The Rangers, in their last three games before this, had played fantastic. Nine strong periods of hockey. They were 2-1 and one in that time. Very easily could have been 3-0 and oh if, if the puck had maybe just bounced their way a couple of times in that first of two games against the Washington Capitals. But you have a chance if you're the Rangers. You just got to beat this team that's lost 13 in a row last night, and you've won three out of four, and you're feeling really good about yourself. But if you lose this game last night, then you're 2-2 two and two in your last four, and you just lost a game to a team that had lost 13 in a row. You really don't want that to happen. And so, to me, this is one of the more stressful games uh, that I've watched the Rangers play all season because you just cannot lose this game to this Buffalo Sabres team. And fortunately, that ends up being the case. The Rangers find a way to get it done. Not much more than a minute after Jeff Skinner tied the game in the third period, we get Chris Kreider's second goal of the game and his second power play goal, in fact. And once again, Kreider positioning himself in front of the net. Strom takes a shot. Kreider buries the rebound. The Rangers take the lead, and then Capo Caco seals the deal with 58 seconds remaining with an empty netter. So the Rangers hang on. They find a way to get it done. But, man, that was that was not a lot of fun last night for certain chunks of this game. But we got a lot to talk about here today. We're going to obviously discuss Vitaly Kravtsov. He's now practicing with the Rangers as we speak. In fact, he is with the Rangers for practice. Thursday against the Flyers, which is the Rangers' next game, that is the first game that Kravtsov could potentially play in. We will look to see if the Rangers put him in the lineup right away. We'll talk about that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so as we just talked about, we're going to get into Vitaly Kravtsov and how he might fit into the team's plans going forward. We're going to do that in just a minute here, but first I wanted to kind of look at the lineup changes last night. It was nothing drastic, but Brett Howden was placed on the COVID list, and obviously all of our best wishes to Brett Howden, and that meant that Julian Gauthier was back in the lineup. Gauthier was on the fourth line on the right wing, and they move uh, Kevin Rooney from the right wing to center. So that was uh, the long and short of the lineup adjustments made by the Rangers last night. So as far as how Kravtsov fits in now, we don't know how long Brett Howden is going to be out. Again, all the best wishes to him. 
no telling for sure if he actually has COVID or if maybe he came in contact with somebody who does. Uh, but either way, uh, not much is known about his status as far as his availability going forward. And so Kravtsov, it would seem he's probably going to be in the lineup on Thursday. I don't imagine that the Rangers immediately flew him out here the second after his KHL season ended to just have him sit around and uh, you know be on the taxi squad and or be a healthy scratch and just watch all these games from the press box. Maybe on Thursday, it's at least possible that they have... Uh, Vitaly Kravtsov not in the lineup. They have him watch just one game from the press box just as he's starting to kind of get acclimated to being with the Rangers and just kind of get him prepared to make his NHL debut, but he's not going to be out of the lineup for much longer. If the Rangers have him on their roster, their NHL roster, then sooner or later, he's going to be out there playing hockey. If that was not the case, then in all likelihood, they probably would have sent him to Hartford with the Wolfpack and had him play uh, some AHL games rather than just sit around in the press box. He's here to play. This is not a situation where, you know, it's a player like Johnny Brodzinski and nothing against Brodzinski, but he's the kind of guy you just plug into the lineup for a night or two if a couple of people are out of the lineup and you hope for the best. With Vitaly Krasov, that's not how they view him. This guy was the number nine overall pick in the NHL draft in 2018, and he's here to play. And once he's into the lineup, I don't think he's going to come out anytime soon. They're going to give him a lot of rope and hope for the best. My only request from, from the Rangers, as far as Vitaly Krausov is concerned, make sure you get him into the top nine. Putting him on the fourth line, okay, maybe you could do that for one game. I'll, I'll give you that. You can do that for one game if you really want to. If you just want to get him acclimated, if you want to limit his ice minutes in his first game in the NHL, that's fine. Put him on the fourth line, no problem. But in very short order, you got to move this guy into a top nine role. He's here to score goals and produce points, and the best chance to do that is not playing seven or eight minutes a night on the fourth line. So that's my only ask of the Rangers. As far as what I expect them to do, I mean, Brett Howden's not available right now. If Vitaly Krasov indeed does make his NHL debut on Thursday against the Flyers, then I would imagine that Krasov is probably going to take Gautier's spot in the lineup just by process of elimination, I mean, I don't know who else they would pull out of the lineup to make room for Kravtsov, unless anybody has any ideas, you can certainly send them my way. But yeah, I mean, I would imagine that if Kravtsov indeed suits up and he makes his NHL debut on Thursday, it's probably going to be Gautier as the odd man out. Gautier kind of got himself back into the doghouse in that game against the Flyers, the first of two games against the Flyers, where he took eight penalty minutes. And so Brett Howden's been back in the lineup since then until, obviously, this most recent game last night. Howden is on the COVID list. Gautier gets back into the lineup. But again, by process of elimination, I can't imagine they're going to take anybody else out of the lineup. I don't think Brandon Lemieux is going to come out of the lineup. I definitely don't think Kevin Rooney's going to come out of the lineup. I mean, we could run through the whole roster. But to me, it's definitely looking like Gautier will probably be the odd man out to make room for Vitaly Kravtsov. Just to clarify, though, Vitaly Kravtsov at practice today was skating with the extras, and the expectation is that in tomorrow's practice, he will be a full participant. And for anyone who might need a refresher, as we talked about, Vitaly Kravtsov, of course, the number nine overall pick in the draft back in 2018 by the New York Rangers. He has struggled at times since being drafted, and at times it's been reported that his attitude has been something of an issue. But by all accounts, his attitude has done a complete 180. Uh, he showed up for his KHL season just ready to go, ready to rock, and uh, just really impressed his teammates. And it sounds like, uh, you know, that's not something that's going to be a concern going forward. He's also coming off of a KHL season with Tractor in which he skated in 49 games, scored 16 goals, dished out eight assists, and then in the playoffs, another five games, two goals, and two assists. So uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what he can do with the, on the New York Rangers. It's always exciting to see a Ranger prospect make his debut in the NHL. That's true whether you're you know a, a top-of-the-line prospect like Vitaly Krausov is or even somebody who maybe isn't the most heralded prospect ever. It's always a, a fun occurrence to see somebody uh, make his NHL debut, and before long, 
seems like for sure uh, we're going to be seeing Vitaly Krasov skating with the New York Rangers in relatively short order here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or to at BuiltBar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty, and DFS leagues. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Something else that was kind of a hot-button topic coming out of the Rangers' most recent game, of course, that was the 3-1 to win at the Washington Capitals, was the lack of ice time for the kid line. Of course, that is the line centered by Philip Heedle, who is joined, of course, by Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere. They just weren't out there for a lot of time. Coach Knobloch talked about that, or acting coach Knobloch talked about that after the game. He basically put the blame on himself, said it was his bad, his mistake. He meant to have them out there for more than he did, and it just didn't work out that way. And look, ice times are going to fluctuate night by night. These things happen sometimes. But I was curious to see how this line would be deployed in this game against the Buffalo Sabres. And indeed, all three players got more ice time, and Capo Caco actually received something of a mid-game promotion. He was moved up to the second line in place of Colin Blackwell. Colin Blackwell dropped down to the third line. But as far as the ice time goes, I mean, you got Philip Hedl with 13 minutes, 25 seconds. Capo Caco was out there for 14 minutes and 49 seconds. And Alexi Lafreniere got 14 minutes and 21 seconds. But for Kako, and you know, as far as him and Blackwell kind of flip-flopping, there was a play early in this game in the first period with the game still scoreless. When Blackwell had the puck, he was kind of uh, inside the Buffalo blue line there, and he, he fell down. He basically just wiped out, lost control of the puck. It led to a breakaway for the Buffalo Sabres, and Keith Kincaid coming up big there with a save to keep the puck out of the net. I thought this was another pretty good game for Kincaid. I mean, you can look at the score sheet and see, well, you know, we only stopped 16 out of 19 shots against the Buffalo Sabres, who obviously struggle in all facets of the game, not the least of which is scoring goals. But be that as it may, I still thought he made a couple of nice saves in here. And again, for somebody who's supposedly your number three goalie, you know, I think you have to sign up for what he's given the Rangers so far this season. But getting back to the, the kid line here and the Kako Blackwell flip-flop, it really paid dividends for Capo Kako. I thought he looked pretty good in the second half of the Washington Capitals game. You know, I do think he's an improved player this year, even though it's yet to show up on the score sheet as much as we would have liked. But of course, he comes away with two goals last night, including the Rangers' first goal. It was interesting because the Rangers are down one to nothing at this time. 
and there's a TV timeout, and Strom, Panarin, and Kako all kind of got together during this TV timeout. And Strom is kind of drawing up a play. You can tell he's kind of telling them what he's looking to do and explaining what he wants Panarin to do and what he wants Kako to do. And then, of course, they come back from the TV timeout, the puck is dropped, and Strom, I mean, technically, I guess he lost this faceoff, but I think he also did what he was trying to do. He basically pushed the puck forward because... The faceoff was in the Buffalo Sabres zone in the right faceoff circle, and he pushed the puck forward, and Panarin kind of swooped in, got to the inside of his man, and basically took the puck away from him, went around behind the net, you know, a tight circle behind the net there, and then just slides a pass in front, right on the doorstep to Capo Caco. Caco pulls the puck to his backhand and buries it, and just like that, the game is tied 1-1, and that kind of set the stage for what was obviously uh, a very strong second period for the Rangers, a very strong finish to the second period for the New York Rangers. They also get goals from Chris Kreider and Adam Fox. And it's nice to see Strom kind of stepping up as a leader there. You know, of course, the Rangers right now, they have four different alternate captains on the team. There's no official captain. I think Chris Kreider has kind of taken that leadership role. But it's good to know that these guys are comfortable with each other. And, uh, you know, Strom can kind of take the reins there and, and tell Panarin what he wants him to do and tell uh, Capo Caco what he wants him to do. And it worked perfectly. I mean, it, I don't know if that's exactly what they were looking to do on that play, but it certainly looked that way. It looked like uh, that was the plan all along. And of course, you know, Kako finally uh, gets the monkey off his back, so to speak. He gets his third goal of the season there and breaks a 19-game scoring drought. And of course, that was just the start of a very strong finish to the second period by the New York Rangers. They score again just about three minutes later. They get a power play. Then they get a brief five-on-three advantage, and there is an offensive zone faceoff for the Rangers. It's Mika Zibanejad against Cody Eakin. Now, why do I mention Cody Eakin? Because he's at 57% success rate on the faceoff circle this season. We've talked about how much the Rangers have struggled on the dot this year, but Mika Zibanejad, once again, coming up with a clutch offensive zone faceoff win here, and it leads directly to a goal. Six seconds later, Chris Kreider scores, and it's obviously great to see because we've seen this a couple of times recently where the Rangers actually win a faceoff in the attacking zone and it leads directly to a goal. We saw this in the last game when Mika Zibanejad won a faceoff, got it to Adam Fox, and then Fox set up Buchnevich for a tip-in goal. But here, Zibanejad, once again, it's in the left faceoff circle. He wins it clean back to Adam Fox. Adam Fox dishes to his right to Artemi Panarin. Panarin, again, every time this guy has the puck, it is a scoring opportunity. And indeed, the Rangers cash in here. Panarin sends a centering pass to Chris Kreider, and Kreider gets the tip-in goal. And just like that, the Rangers take the lead 2-1, to one, and they're off and running here in the second period. And so we really might as well go ahead and talk about the third and final goal that the Rangers scored in this second period. It came from Adam Fox. It happened in his 100th career NHL game. His parents were at the game as well, so obviously a cool moment for him getting to score this goal. But this was a thing of beauty here. Getting late in the second period, less than two minutes to go. Chris Kreider gains entry into the Buffalo zone up the left wing, and He's looking to make a pass, and Pavel Buchnevich, it's funny because he had his stick up in the air, and I think he was trying to point to Kreider to, to pass the puck to Mika Zibanejad, but Kreider instead passes the puck to Buchnevich. I think maybe he assumed that Buchnevich was maybe calling for the puck there, and it was a great pass by Kreider. Really had to thread the needle across the ice there, passing uh, way to his right, but Buchnevich, as soon as he got the pass, it was kind of like, all right, well, I'm just going to send this puck where I wanted it to go in the first place, and so he passes back to the left to Mika Zibanejad up the center of the ice. Zibanejad gets a great scoring chance and a great save by Dustin Tokarski, who had to come into this game in relief, uh, but 
the rebound is there, and Adam Fox buries it. He followed the play all the way up the ice and uh, stuffed it in, gave the Rangers a 3-1 to lead. That's something else I want to talk about as well. Of course, the Sabres, they come in having lost 13 in a row. They start Carter Hutton in this game, and within the first few minutes, he's out of the game with an injury. Julian Gauthier actually had a really... A hard, strong drive to the net and uh, ends up kind of falling on top of Hutton. Hutton has to leave the game and Dustin Tokarski comes in. And it's funny with Tokarski, there's more of a history between him and the Rangers than you might realize. Because if you guys remember, back in 2014, the Eastern Conference Finals, you had Rangers versus Canadians. And Carey Price, of course, the franchise goalie in Montreal, he's going to play all those games were it not for the fact that he was injured in a collision with Chris Kreider. And so Dustin Tokarski played the rest of that series uh, against the Rangers. And the Rangers end up beating the Canadians in six games. But I thought Tokarski actually played pretty well in that series, given that he had so little NHL experience at the time. And obviously, you've got some big shoes to fill stepping in for Carey Price in his prime at that time. Uh, but then... Tukarski actually spent a season in the Rangers organization. He was with the Hartford Wolfpack for one season in 2018-2019. He didn't end up making any appearances for the Rangers that year. And again, it was just the one year in the Rangers system. But it's funny because I actually remember the Rangers played the Islanders in a preseason game in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And that was only about five minutes away from where I was living at the time. And so I went to that game. And this is long before Locked On New York Rangers was even a thing. I don't think Locked On had even expanded to the NHL at that point. But I remember going into the building and, you know, the Rangers, some of the regulars are there, some aren't. Uh, Lundqvist was not there, for example, but starting in goal for the Rangers that night, the preseason game against the Islanders, again, in Bridgeport, was Dustin Tokarski, and I didn't even know that the Rangers had picked him up at the time. Again, this is long before uh, Locked On New York Rangers and, you know, even before Locked On had expanded to the NHL, but yeah, there's just a little bit more history there than you might realize at first glance, but, you know, Tokarski, I thought, played pretty well in relief here. It's kind of a hopeless situation playing for a team that has lost 13 in a row, a team that is getting nothing out of its supposed superstar players in Eric Stahl, in Taylor Hall, in Jeff Skinner. None of those guys are really giving them anything. I know Skinner scored a goal last night, but yeah, it's not going to be too long before there's a fire sale from the Sabres. I'm sure they'll trade Eric Stahl and Taylor Hall. I don't think anyone's going to take Jeff Skinner on that contract, but yeah, I mean, the Rangers, again, this is a game that they really needed to win, playing a Buffalo Sabres team that has struggled mightily this season, to say the very least. And again, now they're up to 14 straight losses. That's a quarter of your season. This is a 56-game regular season. They just spent a quarter of the season doing nothing but losing. So, yeah, this was a must-have win for the New York Rangers last night. Indeed, they take care of business. Like we said, it did get kind of dicey there in the third period. The Sabres getting early goals from Dylan Cousins, 109 into the third, and then Jeff Skinner, 422 into the third. But then Chris Kreider kind of restores order. The Rangers get on the power play, and again, Strom to Kreider. Kreider buries a rebound. And the Rangers defended very well down the stretch. I don't think there were many incidents after that goal by Kreider where it looked like the Sabres were really all that close to scoring. And then, of course, Capocacco seals the deal with the empty netter. Rangers win 5-3, and they are going to be back in action on Thursday at the Philadelphia Flyers, the puck drops at 7 p.m. on that night. And it's crazy because, li listen to this stat. This is the only time in the month of March that the Rangers will have two consecutive days off. That just is crazy. But they played 16 games, or they will play 16 games in the span of just 29 days. And it's basically more of the same in April. I think there's only one time period in April where the Rangers have consecutive days off. And once again, they will play 16 games in the span of just 29 days. So it really is crazy. This is a really uh, packed schedule, if you will, a really uh, condensed schedule. First of all, 56 games. And secondly, it seems like they're doing this in a very short amount of time. But 
Yeah, that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. I think we can all let out a collective sigh of relief that the Rangers indeed handled business against this Buffalo Sabres team last night. Just a great team winning again. A lot of the best players on the New York Rangers playing like the best players on the New York Rangers, and that is what they're going to need down the stretch. If they're going to make a move here, if they're going to scratch and claw their way back into this playoff chase, as they did last year, by the way, let's not forget that. The Rangers, it looked like they were dead and buried at the All-Star break last year. 10 or 12 points out of the playoff picture, and before the season was paused, they had climbed to within two points of that last playoff spot, and there were still 12 games to go. So even if it wasn't for the pandemic, even if it wasn't for the season being paused, the Rangers very well could have made the playoffs even under a normal 16-team structure. And that's even more of an uphill battle this season just because the division they're in is so tough, but... It's possible, and we've seen some other teams in front of them struggling a bit lately. So hopefully the Rangers can just continue to put their best foot forward. Hopefully they have another second-half surge in the tank here, and uh, we can have a lot of fun down the stretch as the Rangers you know, inch closer and closer to the playoff picture. Something else I wanted to do real quick here before we wrap up for the day is to just give a big congratulations to Mr. Dan Girardi. He, of course, is currently serving as an interim assistant coach for these same Buffalo Sabres. And, you know, recently, obviously, the Sabres fired their entire coaching staff. They basically cleaned house. And Dan Girardi gets a chance to be an assistant coach. I think it's very, very impressive that he's already kind of climbed that high. I mean, I realize it's an interim coach and it's for the team that has been the worst team in hockey thus far. But be that as it may, Dan Girardi is only 36 years old. He's only been retired for two seasons, and he's already an assistant coach in the NHL. Technically, he's one step away from being a head coach. So that's obviously really cool to see. I think uh, a lot of Ranger fans, myself included, big, big fans of Dan Girardi when he was on this team. Uh, just brought the toughness, the physicality to the table every single night. A uh, guy who would not hesitate to throw his face in the way of a screaming slap shot on any given night, on any given shift. Just a hard-nosed hockey player who played the game the right way. So obviously, all the best to him. Hopefully he gets his first win uh, relatively soon here with the Buffalo Sabres. That's another thing. As bad as the Sabres have been this season, they're going to be our best friends going forward the rest of the way this year because think about it. They are completely buried in the standings. They have absolutely no hope of making the playoffs. So every time the Buffalo Sabres win a game, it's doing the Rangers a favor because they're hopefully beating a team like the Bruins or the Flyers or the Penguins, or even the Devils. I mean, any other team in the division who is still in playoff contention, every time the Buffalo Sabres win a game, as long as it's not against the Rangers, it is good news for the Rangers. So that'll be kind of interesting to track down the stretch. Maybe they can play spoiler, deal the Flyers and Bruins and Penguins and whoever else a couple of crippling losses. We'll see how it plays out. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you as always for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.